Show Me The Science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, Luke O'Neill here and welcome to my Show Me The Science podcast. Now this week, uh, very topical, heat. I'm going to talk about how the body responds to hot weather. And of course, it's extremely topical at the moment all over Europe. You know, records being broken, huge temperatures everywhere in Greece, Italy, in the US, you know, unprecedented to some extent. Of course, there have been heat waves in the past, but now we're concerned about this because what effects does heat have on the body? And it's, it's quite serious because they reckon last year the estimates are 61,000 people died because of the heat in Europe. And, and then that's a very significant number, obviously. And half a million people worldwide is one category. Very hard to measure these things across. I would question the numbers somewhat. But they're saying half a million people died because of this heat, the heat waves of last year as well. So, so I'm going to talk about what happens in the body. Uh, what can you do about it? Now, of course, in Ireland, we don't need to worry too much about this, do we? Because it rarely gets above 30. Uh, the problem happens when, it, when the outside air temperature goes above body temperature, which is 37 degrees. Then your body's under severe stress. So if, you go, if you're going to go on holidays to where these temperatures are, are through the roof, this is the piece that you need to listen to in a sense what you might do and the sort of things to watch for and then who's at risk of, of, uh, of severe illness. Now, the first thing is the part of the body that detects temperature, because remember our bodies are well-oiled, evolved machines, is called the hypothalamus. And the hypothalamus will detect the outside air temperature. If it's very hot, you're going to change the hypothalamus. And the main effect that happens is blood rushes up to your skin surface. And that's because the blood now is at the surface and some of the heat can begin to dissipate. Most people don't realize your, your core body temperature, like in the middle of your body is about 37. Your, your arms and legs are only around 20, 25, you see, because there's not as much blood flowing through them. You know? so, but once the blood goes there, now that part of your body begins to warm up and some of the heat begins to dissipate is the first thing because now the, the, the warm blood is now contacting the air through the skin. Uh, secondly, of course, you make sweat. And that's another great example of evolution because if you make sweat, the sweat evaporates and that will keep your body temperature under control. Now, the trouble is um, this can go out of control during heat exhaustion. Your body's fighting against that temperature outside. It's pushing the hypothalamus, pushing the blood flow, pushing the sweat out, and you can get a thing called heat exhaustion over time. Now, it's not that serious, this heat exhaustion business. You feel tired, obviously, fatigue is a feature. You might get a headache. Uh, you might feel a bit lightheaded. You'll certainly feel thirsty because you're losing fluid through the sweat, um, and that this can make you feel really rotten, I guess is what, what you might call it. Uh, what you have to do there is try and cool down. And as soon as those kinds of symptoms start, uh, within 30 minutes really you got to go somewhere where it's a bit cooler go into the shade take plenty of fluids take a rest and then you should be able to sort of restore yourself a bit away from this heat exhaustion we've, we've all felt that way haven't we on, on holidays especially when you're exerting yourself however that can progress into a thing called heat stroke much more serious because in that situation your body temperature climbs and climbs and can get as high as 40 41 42 now, that's a really high temperature for your body uh, and now the trouble is that hot situation inside your body begins to damage organs it can damage your heart your kidneys it can cause seizures in the brain uh, and sadly then you can die of heat stroke so if you see really serious consequences that's called a medical emergency and you should call an ambulance and get help immediately because this can be really really problematic obviously and that's that's the more severe end of this 
Now, the other thing to say is that the main organ that we worry about is the heart. The heart is pumping away, trying to get the blood up to the surface of your skin. So the heart is working really, really hard. Uh, the other thing that happens, by the way, is with the outside air temperature going up, the heart rate goes up anyway. So your heart beats increase too, you see. So the heart muscle is working hard. The number of beats goes up as well. And that can put the heart under pressure. And that's where some of the problems will come, as I mentioned, just in a few, in a few moments. Uh, your muscles are working hard as well in this situation. And what's interesting there is, because the blood is flowing away from the muscles to the skin surface, there's less oxygen now for the muscles, and they begin to burn food in a different way. Uh, less glucose is being consumed, actually. And the muscles then get stressed as well, and they're under pressure too, you see, with all this, this hard work. And that's where the fatigue comes in. So the muscles of the other organ, that's changing. And um, the other thing is, if the outside temperature gets above 40, that's when the body really begins to feel the pressure and the brain begins to sort of overheat in that situation and that can give rise to confusion and even seizures. This is the, the severe end of this. So all these changes are happening in your body in response to these increased temperatures. Now obviously it's happening because you've got to cool down. The body doesn't work properly at those higher temperatures. So it's a natural response then to try and cool down, uh, ideally, into the shade, into air conditioning if it's available, um, and maybe even plunge yourself into a swimming pool. I'll come back to that towards the end because that, that, can, have a, that can have a downside. But again, your body's saying something to you to respond in this way. Now, the other thing that's happening as well, and given that I'm a biochemist, I must turn to the biochemical aspects. The special proteins in the cells in your body called heat shock proteins great name heat shock proteins they were discovered because people in labs would put cells in a dish under high temperatures and shock them with a bit of heat and they noticed certain proteins began to change and they became known as heat shock proteins they're going up to protect the cells from the damage and they're very important and they will rise in your cells in your body under these um, increased temperature conditions and they're very protective and we look at heat shock proteins then uh, as a way to stop the body being damaged by, by these uh, hot temperatures and what's interesting here is we're all slightly different genetically as you know we're all you know we've got slightly different genes some make more heat shock proteins than others they will be more able to cope with the heat and one prediction from global warming is it'll be survival of the coolest now there's a great phrase for you in other words those of us who can mount an effective heat shock response will be more likely to survive and procreate you know and then we'll see that particular genetic makeup then persisting you see if global warming continues so it's a very interesting point in terms of the global warming scenario that we're now facing into and then one other example i'm going to give you is um the most extreme case of this, there's a man called the Wagga Wagga Meltdown Man. There's a great name for someone, I guess. And it was someone called Mark Doherty uh, about 30 years ago. He was running in a race in a place called Wagga Wagga in Australia. It was very hot out and he kept running. And his body temperature hit 43 degrees centigrade, really high, uh, unbelievably high. And guess what happened? His muscles began to liquefy. And that sounds like a horrible thing. It's called rhabdomyolysis. And the muscles began to break down. That put huge pressure on his kidneys. They began to get really damaged. And he was very, very sick. He went into a coma. He had nerve damage, muscle damage, all kinds of things. And eventually he recovered a bit. But he's been in trouble since then, really. He hasn't fully recovered. And he's gone on, he's gone on a lecture, lecture tour, actually, uh, giving inspirational talks about how he himself coped with this terrible damage that happened to him. And that's the extreme end of this and it was just because he didn't listen to his own body i guess and then he ended up with these these terrible symptoms so that's the really severe uh, consequences of this this thing this um, being exposed to high temperatures now lastly who who is at risk uh, 
of this and who do we need to watch out for? Well, older people, you've got to watch older people. And the reason is because they're a bit frailer, their hearts will be put under severe pressure and that can give rise to obviously heart difficulties and all kinds of problems. So older people in particular need to be careful in these hot conditions. And the second is young babies. They have trouble regulating their temperature anyway. So again, you keep an eye on those two in hot conditions and make sure that they try to you know, keep them cool, I guess, and don't overexert being extremely important. They're the ones that we want to want to keep a close eye on. And you'll see now, uh, if you go to Italy or Greece and these places, uh, the government's issuing warnings about how to you know, respond to this, these massive temperatures. Again, it's the things like avoiding exertion, stay hydrated, go in the shade, get into a cooler environment if you can, being really, really important, especially when the temperature is above 37, when your body's fighting that higher temperature outside than inside your body. That's what creates all the problems. So that's the advice from these places. And the last thing I want to tell you about is, uh, and this is a warning every summer, you'll see these warnings, the RNLI, issue them there's a big temptation to jump into cold water isn't there to cool down be careful because if you jump into cold water and you're hot that puts massive pressure on the heart your blood pressure goes up hugely the heart really goes into overdrive and that can cause massive cardiac problems it can even cause a heart attack as we call it the second thing you'll do in that situation is you'll gasp and you'll inhale loads of water and then you might drown and in fact half a pint is enough to drown you if you inhale half a pint of liquid into your lungs and they're going into your lungs as you're breathing, gasping into your lungs, there's a high risk of drowning. So be very, very careful when you jump into cold water. It's a big temptation, of course it is. Go in very slowly and tentatively or splash some cold water over yourself to begin to acclimatise. And then there's a massive shock that's going to happen to your system if you jump in. And that's a very important piece of advice. So overall, be careful, especially if you're in places where the temperature goes over body temperature. That's the one to be especially careful in. And if you follow these various guidelines that I've been mentioning, you should be all right. And then overall, please try and enjoy your holidays if you go to these hot places. So that's the topic, uh, the science of heat on our bodies. And thanks very much for listening. And of course, my podcast is available every Thursday for download. And it's a News Talk production.